Welcome to Ink Drinkers, a literary tea party podcast where we discuss books and drink tea. Deep breath in and out. And now you are prepared to push a child out of your body. (laughs) No, you're not. No, you're never prepared for that, are you? Uh, well, get ready because it's happening, <laughs> whether you like it or not. <laughs> this uh, episode will be out when I'm in labor. <laughs> that is crazy, you know. Um, yeah, we check in Monday morning, early twelve thirty a.m. That's not even Monday morning. That's the middle of the night. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, we're trying to figure out how to do that. Like he said, he's probably not, he's just not going to go to sleep. And I don't, I don't know the best, the best way to do that. Like, I feel like I should probably try to sleep a little bit before we leave. Because once mean, we get there, then they hook you up to machines. And yeah, they start you're not going to be able to get any rest. I know. And I feel like I'm just going to be really, really just drained. Yeah. Just try to like nap at like, <clears throat> like eight. late in the evening. Yeah. Or se- seven, seven or eight. I'm going to I'm going to say take <laughs> lay down around 7 p.m. and then <laughs> yeah maybe I can get in a good nap for a couple hours. But yeah, so exciting. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Ooh. Yeah, look forward to <laughs> some guests uh on the ep- on the podcast coming up. Yep. I think Marissa might be out of commission for a little while. I believe so. I think that um I don't know. Can we do Zoom? Yeah, potentially. I'm, maybe we could do that. Yeah. Maybe um, so. Elisa may. I don't know. If you want to do Zoom, she might. I mean, she's been reading books. Maybe she would want to do an episode. I don't know. Elisa's my sister. Um, <laughs> anyways, yeah. I don't know. We'll, 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 we'll figure it out. We will. We will. Yeah. Or I will, because you'll be a little busy. Well, but, um, yeah. Second time around, I know it's going to be harder with two, but I think um, I have less anxiety about it. Oh, good. Because I... Because you've been through it before. Right. Yeah. So I think, you know, I think that we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) So I haven't talked to you really since um, the booksellers conference because... As soon as I got back, I came down with a stomach virus. I know. How, how are you feeling? Are you like fully healed or not necessarily? Yeah. No, I'm I'm totally better now. But it took it took a good while. Yeah, Michael and my mother in law both had it um, the week before you, and it was bad. It was not fun. Yeah, we, he said that's one of the worst he's felt. Same. Like we, Lucy and I went and stayed with my parents because I was like, there is no way that I'm oh going to be nine months be pregnant with awful. a two-year-old and we both are just, no, with him too. That would have been really bad. So I'm really, really happy that, because we were around both of them. Like, Yeah. You're lucky that you didn't right. catch it. Yeah. So the booksellers conference was amazing. I feel like I learned a ton of stuff. I, I've always kind of like, I know that I can do it. I know that I can open and run a bookstore because I'm like the type of person who I'm like, I can do anything. I can just do anything and you know, whatever. 
Also because you have done whatever you put your mind to and you right. have the experience Hist- behind it. Yes. Yeah. Historically, yes. I have been able Correct. to do hard things. Yes, um, you can and you will. But at the same time, I still had that little, you know, doubt in the back of my mind. Like, I don't know what if I'm not cut out for this. But going to the conference, I feel like it just gave me a lot more confidence that, oh, you know what? Actually, actually, I do have a lot of the skills that are needed and maybe even more skills as far as like accounting and stuff like that, that most people who open bookstores don't have. So maybe I actually can't do this and it's going to be fine. Yes. Um, So it made me really excited. And I met a ton of really cool booksellers from across the country and everybody like it's it's honestly just it's the coolest space because, you know, in a sense, you're competing because you're all selling books and you're all trying to sell books. But um, it never feels that way. Everybody is so willing to share ideas and share, oh, well, this is how we do it and this is what works for us. And so it's just the coolest group of people. Everybody's so kind. And I met so many people who were like, oh, I remember when I was where you are. Here's my card if you have any questions. That's just awesome. Email. I mean, yeah. It, it's, it's just a good community of people. It's such an amazing community. And you got to meet Rainbow Rowell. Oh my God. Let me tell you about that. <laughs> okay, please do. Because my Instagram story like didn't make sense because I was still so like, blah. Um, so it's before the author's reception and... I know that there's going to be some cool authors there that I want to meet, like Casey McQuiston and Rainbow Rowell and Leif Anger and all these others, other really cool authors. Eric Larson. I mean, there were so many amazing ones there. Tia Williams. Sorry. Okay. Um, and so I'm like, I want to be first in line when they open the doors, right? So like well in advance of the event starting, I like made my way over to the area so that I could be ready to go in the doors. And there were a few other people there. There were some tables set outside the doors. There were a few other people sitting there reading. And some of us kind of started talking like, oh, you know, where are you from? Where's your store? That kind of thing. So we start kind of going around the table and we get to this other um, person who's sitting right next to me. And um, we're like, well, what about you? Where, you know, where's your store? And she goes, oh, well, I'm, uh, I'm actually an author. And we were all like, oh, really? What? And she goes, um, my name's Rainbow Rowell. And we legit, the, there were three other booksellers at the table. We legit squealed and screamed. <laughs> she did. She had glasses on and her hair was up and she looked very different than her author picture. And also it's hard to spot authors in the wild. Well, sure. Because you don't like see them on TV and stuff like you do actors and things like that. So yeah, we squealed. I was like, oh my God. And I was like, I read attachments every October. And she was like, oh, you know October, you really do. And I was like, yes, I'm legitimately a huge fan. And uh, I was like, can I take a picture with you? It was just the coolest thing. It was so exciting. Very cool. And then as soon as I went in, I went straight to Casey McQuiston's table because they are from Baton Rouge. Right. And so I was first in line. I was like, hi. And and they like looked at my tag, which said, you know, my name and where I was from. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, uh, oh, wait, Baton Rouge? There's a bookstore in Baton Rouge? And like got so excited. And we reminisced about, you know, hanging out at the Barnes and Noble and off of corporate (laughs) and like all this kind of stuff. And um, yeah, so that was a cool connection. Very cool. Yeah, it, it was just such a great experience. And if you look over to your right, you will see the three boxes of books that oh, wow. I shipped yeah. home to myself. That's awesome. I'm so glad you had a great experience and it kind of gave you that extra boost. Yeah. 
It really did. Like now I'm pumped to go find a location and do all of the things. I'm here for it. <laughs> um, so the book that I'm talking about today actually is one that I got as an advanced reader copy at the conference. Okay. Um, so I know you've read some Rachel Lynn Solomon. Have you read Today, Tonight, and Tomorrow? No. Okay. So I'm going to tell you about that and then the sequel, which is what I'm reading currently. I haven't even finished it and I'm telling you about it because it's it's amazing. Go for um, it. So I love today, tonight, and tomorrow. And so whenever I walked into the galley room, which is just a room full of free advanced readers copies, um, I saw that the Rachel and Solomon book was on there and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to snatch that real quick. So anyway, today, tonight, tomorrow is a book about these two teenagers who have been high school rivals um, for their entire high school career. They like kind of hate each other. Um, and it's the day before graduation and there's this like contest. Let me interject real quick. This is a romance. So when I say there's a sequel and start telling you about that, there's no spoiler alerts because we know how romances end, right? Okay. Just throwing that out there. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so it's the day before graduation. I'm pretty sure I have this right. It's been a while since I've read this one, but I'll have the basics down. And there is um, this like scavenger hunt contest that their school does every year for the graduating seniors. I think maybe the juniors put it on for them or something. And so you go through the scavenger hunt and you do all the things. And then if you're the first to finish and like cross the finish line, then you win $1,000. So the two... Um, rivals Rowan and Neil end up kind of inadvertently teaming up for the contest it's called Howl I don't know if I said that and um they throughout the course of the event kind of determined that maybe they didn't actually hate each other as much as they thought they did um but they had been competing for so long they were both like top of the class one was valedictorian, one was salutatorian. And so they were just so used to this rivalry that, that, that it was all they knew. And then once they kind of start to get to know each other through this contest, they realize like, okay, hold on a second. This is not quite what I thought it was. Sure. Um, so it's really adorable. It's really fun. It takes place in Seattle. I've seen the cover. Yeah. And so a lot of people were asking Rachel and Solomon, like, we need more Neil and Rowan and obviously a big kind of question about romance books is what happens after the happily ever after and so in the sequel past present future um, Rachel and Solomon explores that a little bit and their what happens after their happily ever after and so it's the summer after um they've graduated has passed and they're both getting ready to head off to college. Um, one in New York city and one in Boston. So they're going to be at different schools. They're going to be doing this long distance relationship. They're going to be in completely new towns, you know, starting college, which is a whole scary thing. Um, and so it explores, you know, all like all of that, all of those feelings, all of the, and it just, I mean, like I said, I'm not done, but it has just transported me right back to college and like re-experiencing all of those things. And it's so well done. It's really, it's really, really good. 
Well, that's exciting. I I know that I've seen it in the time when you said it, it sounded familiar, but I haven't obviously had, like I said, I haven't read it, but um, I'm in. Yes. As you should be. <clears throat> yes. Um. So the sequel, Past, Present, Future, comes out on June 24th. Okay. So you have so time, time to <laughs> plenty read Plenty of time. The first one before yes. it comes out. Yes. Cool. I'm in. Great. Yay. Um, okay, so I'm going to tell you about a book that I don't know how I feel. Okay, let's explore. Okay. Um, I mentioned this previously. It was one that I found online. It had really great reviews. I had a credit, and I was like, okay, sure. I couldn't get into it at first because it's a little outside of my comfort zone, and I went back to it. <clears throat> um, it's called Butcher and Blackbird. By Bryn Weaver. Mm -hmm. It came out in October of 2023. It's a trilogy. Is this the one where it's like the two killers fall in love with each other or something? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Um, I will say that it is uh, very graphic. So warning like. um, uh, Like murder graphic mm -hmm. or. Okay. It ends up being sexually graphic as well towards the end. Um, It's. It's. A little deranged and unhinged and a little uncomfortable. Sounds perfect for me. <laughs> um, so, so I also have a Rowan who oh is my one God. of the characters um, and Sloane. So they are uh, serial killers. Right. But they, they only kill bad people. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> um, At least they have they have standards. Right. Um, they both have a lot of childhood trauma that they discuss. They don't go into extreme depth, but you know what happened to them to, pretty much. And that's kind of where this, um, I don't deranged, intense, uh, compulsive behavior comes from. Um, they get off on it pretty much. Mm -hmm. Um, and they meet because she is at this serial killer's home, like stuck in a cage at the beginning of the book. And she has murdered him. Like he's dead, but he was able to kick her into the cage and she's locked in this cage and he's dead. So she can't get out. (sighs) And Rowan shows up because he was tracking this guy also. Okay. And then they are notorious serial killers. So, like, the law knows about them. So they have, like, names. Like Golden State Killer type names? Yeah. Okay. I don't remember. She calls him Butcher, but that's not. He has a separate name. And then he calls her Blackbird, but she has a separate name that, like, the public knows. Right. And they have their signature, like, she gouges people's eyes out. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Makes sense. Okay. And I mean, pe- it, it, it makes sense given Blackbird, yeah. not like it makes sense that people do this to other people. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people are awful, like that they're killing, like because they discuss some of the things that they have done and why they targeted them. It's all around a little uncomfortable. <laughs> and then they explain like what they do to them to a degree. And like sometimes, you know, like the serial killers are like asking for mercy and, you know, they like love that because they're like no way it's just really <laughs> creepy, creepy so what they just des- what they decide to do after they meet the first time is that they're going to have a competition every year where they meet in a certain locale and i don't remember how they said they like pick their person 
but they either I think they pick a person or pick like a, um, like a um, a serial killer or a killer that has not been brought to justice. Um, and they are extremely intelligent. So they're like doing all this research that cops would do. And she's in some type of, I don't remember what her line of work is. He owns a restaurant with his brothers. He's from Ireland. Like he's Irish. Oh. Um, <clears throat> his one of his brothers works with him at the um, at the restaurant, and then and I think he has like this award winning restaurant in Boston. <laughs> his other brother is a doctor. They all are aware of what's going on because the oldest brother who works with him is also he doesn't do exactly what he does, but they've killed together. Oh, okay. Anyways, so they decide that they're going to once a year fly to a certain locale, and whoever kills the person first. Like wins, and you really just get kudos. Like it's not like right. The, I mean, this is just fun for them. It's just fun for them. Yeah. So this is a period of four years in the first book that they've not had a romantic relationship, but it's like built up to this. Mm-hmm. So I, I will say it's it's very very dark. It's dark humor is how it's like a dark comedy, but right. it's there's a lot of trigger warnings. And when I read some of it, it said that. Um, you can go to her website, the author's website, and she like discusses all the trigger warnings if you want to know. Right. Well, that's because it's a lot. At least, <laughs> um, it was really it's interesting. I and I like it. The narrators are fantastic, which is what the consensus was in all the right, reviews. I remember you saying that. So the way that it's done is that it's a man and a woman, mm-hmm. and they are almost in conversation with each other. So it's not like the man does both men and the man and woman parts during his chapters, they're back and forth talking to each other. Oh, okay. So when it's like a quote from her, the female narrator chimes in. Gotcha. And it's really throughout. I don't know if I like that. I feel like you should listen to it. Yeah. Because I wasn't sure how I was going to feel and I didn't understand what they meant by like, this is like on Goodreads. People are like, this is the best narration of a book I've ever read. Like all this stuff. It's like they're having a conversation. So like she'll right. he'll be talking and then you'll hear like a sigh from her in the middle of his conversation. You know, interesting. Like, so it's like a it's like dialogue like play then kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The best way I can describe it, it was a little bit more. The only other book that I think is kind of like that is um, Daisy Jones and the Six mm-hmm. narration. Right. It's kind of has that it's like feel. full cast. Full cast. I mean, these are only two people, but um right. Yeah. Hmm. So it was, it was, it was, it's an interesting read. I don't know if I'm going to read the other two books. It sounds like maybe you can see that it has value, but it's not necessarily for you. Right. But I I, like, I liked it. Like it was, (laughs) it was well written. It's just a lot. Yeah. And I don't know if I felt comfortable reading it. Like, being pregnant too. I know that's crazy, but it's just like no, it makes it's sense. not really the feel that I wanted to feel right now. You didn't want to get in those depraved minds. No, I not get really. it. I get it, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like something I would enjoy, <laughs> and it's not scary or like you know. There's no you don't feel like oh like anxious or it's not really right. like that. It's just because it's a comedy. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just twisted. It's just very twisted. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, I do think that I would 
like it. And I, I wouldn't mind getting, like, if you do listen to it, getting your opinion on it just because of how well the narration was done and because it's a little different. Yeah. And what your I thoughts on it are. I am very curious about that. Yeah. Okay. So. I'll report back. Okay. Blackbird and Butcher or Butcher and Blackbird? Butcher and Blackbird, I think. Yeah. Butcher and Blackbird. Got it. Okay. Um, well, the tea that we are drinking is from Cincinnati, which is where the booksellers conference was. Um, when I got there, so I got there Saturday night and then Sunday I had some time to explore during the day before like our welcome reception that night. So I went to a bookstore, I went and had lunch and then I went, um, to a tea shop that I found called Churchill's Fine Teas. And then actually right next door to it was this place called Peace, Love, and Donuts. <laughs> and it was perfect. And it was Little Donuts. Ooh, yum. And so, I'm sorry. I know this is completely irrelevant, but I'm still thinking about them. They were so good. So they just have like a base donut mm-hmm. and then you choose your toppings. Mm. So they had like a Lucky Charms one. They had, I mean, anything you can think of, they would put it on top of the donut. And they would just like dip it in the icing and then put your topping on. Very cool. That's a cool concept. And they were delicious yeah i mean it's really hard to mess up fried dough <laughs> yeah any <laughs> any fried bread or dough I'm right down. yeah um so churchill's fine teas was a really cool store um i mean it was just giant tins of all the different kinds of tea that you could ever want and they had these little boxes put together that had like themes basically and so the one i picked out for us was of course a world of earl gray of course. How could I not? Um, and so the one that we're drinking is Duchess Fog, which is an Earl Grey base, black tea with lavender and creamy vanilla. I like it. It's soothing. I'm assuming, given that it's called Duchess Fog, that it's supposed to be kind of London Fog-esque. Um, and like, I like it, but I feel like there's other creamy Earl Greys that I would pick over this one. I agree with that, too. For sure. it ha- I don't know if it's the lavender or what that... Sight bitter at the end, at the finish or something. There's some... some. It's almost a little nutty in a way, which is weird. Not at the end, at the at the front. Yeah. It's not as... Um, it's smooth, but it's not as um, cream smooth. Yes. Yeah, exactly. But... It's good. It's good, and I'm excited to try all these there's 12 in there yeah. so yeah so we will be drinking we will be alternating between churchill's fine teas and plum deluxe for the next like forever yeah pretty much all right well um i think you and i will have one more episode to record uh before you <laughs> are i don't know mia <laughs> mia yeah um so yeah until next time cheers cheers Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes for the full list of books we discussed today. You can find that in your podcast app or on our website, inkdrinkerspodcast.com. And please support us by subscribing anywhere you listen to podcasts and leaving a review. You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at inkdrinkerspod. Cheers! Cheers.